Are you looking to fine tune? Whether for your business, your job, your team, or yourself, in each episode, we will be discussing different ideas and opinions using real world examples to help you see opportunities, innovate, and succeed. Hi, it's Corby Fine, and welcome to Fine Tune. So as I've launched this podcast, I've had to spend a lot of time learning about the entire ecosystem, how you make them, how you edit them, how you find guests. It's quite a lot of work. But one of the most amazing things is learning about the distribution and how you actually go about getting listeners. And one of the platforms that I'm a huge fan of, both from a creator of a podcast as well as a consumer of, of music, being a drummer myself, is Spotify. And with me today, which I'm really happy about, I've got Ivan Pahar, who is the country manager of Spotify Canada. Welcome to the podcast, Ivan. Thanks, Corby. Thanks for having me on. And uh, congratulations for launching your podcast. Well, I'd say uh, thank you for both the congratulations and for being someone who's you know helping me uh, distribute it to the masses. So uh, it's, it's a nice synergistic relationship. Yeah, we just want to help creators, right? We just want to help creators like you you know, provide content and allow users on Spotify to consume that content no matter what they're doing. So we've known each other for a number of years in your previous role at another large digital content company. You made the move over to Spotify. I guess it was what, less than a year ago, I think it was? Yeah, about six months ago now. And personally, I'm happy because music, being both a musician and a fan, is one of my passions. What was it about Spotify that caught your attention and made you say, this is the role for me? Yeah, there's a couple of things here. And I think at first, I'll answer that question by taking a step back in time. And as someone who loves music, there's really that one song or that one track that has that emotional connection. And, and for me personally, I'm going to date myself here, but when Van Halen released Jump in 1983, okay, it was that song I'd beg my dad, you know, as we're in the car listening, we'd get to, to the beer store and I'm like, please let me listen to the rest of this song. Um, and it's like these emotional connections you have and these feelings that you have, right? So we all have, you know, different genres of music we like, but I think fundamentally my passion around audio and music started really early on, almost 40 years ago, when you think about that. So, you know, why did I make the move over to Spotify? I think we're in this macro trend that's happening right now, specifically tied to streaming and the ability to consume content on demand. So as I thought about, you know, my passion for music and audio and really this macro generational shift that's happening, right? It was really sort of the blending of two things, right? Your passion as well as seeing where the industry is going. And, you know, when you think about Spotify, the statement and the mission statement for Spotify is simple. To unlock the potential of human creativity by giving a million creators the opportunity to live off their art and billions of fans to unlock and enjoy and be inspired by it. Corby, you fit in straight into that mission statement, right? You're a creator, we wanna help you, and we ultimately wanna get your content in front of billions of fans. So that's the really interesting mission statement. And to be honest, I wasn't aware of that. I like the, the word potential. It's inspirational. It means there's always something more. And as you know, listeners of my podcast know, one of the things I say all the time is everything can always be made better. 
whether it's content or a process or a business model or a relationship with a customer, everything can always be made better, right? We think back to, let's take, you remember your first iPod when really music became digitized? Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. It was perfect, wasn't it? It was this, this metal and plastic box. You know, it was kind of okay. We didn't know any context to say it was heavy or light or big or small, but you could fit all the music you ever wanted in the palm of your hand. It was perfect. And think about now, that device would never pass on the design scale, the usability scale, the weight ratio, but it was perfect at the time. And so I think from my perspective, and maybe we'll talk about your perspective with regards to Spotify, when you think everything is perfect, how do you, as someone running a business, think about empowering your team and always challenging people to think that that potential is there to unlock, not just in the content providers, but within your own business and the way you operate your business as well. Yeah, I think just fundamentally, when we think about you know what's perfect for right now, as all companies, we have to think, what does this look like in 12 months, 24 months, five years down the road? And I think the minute you start to look back in the rearview mirror of what your competitors are doing, you've sort of lost sight of what the mission is. And to continue to evolve and you know, most recently, as we talk about a big bet for the organization is podcasts. And, you know, podcasting has been around for 10 plus years, but how do you continue to innovate that specific element of audio and continue to empower creators to make better content? So I think, you know, what's perfect for now is, is perfect for today, but the speed of change that happens just within technology is we need to think about, you know, what does the future of podcasting look like? you know, 12 months from now, you know, how will we be consuming our audio content and music, which will continue to change as well. So maybe tell me and the listeners a little bit about the size, the use of Spotify in Canada. I'm not sure many people understand the sort of reach and, and scale of the platform, whatever you can in context of, of the rest of the world and why you think the platform is such an integral, important and influential player when it comes to digital content and digital media from a landscape perspective. Yeah, and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll briefly touch on just sort of user growth in that. And in our last Q1 earnings, we announced 31% year over year, you know, increase in, in MAUs. We've seen that trend over the last three quarters as well. I mean, just seeing users adopt Spotify as a platform to listen to audio. And you'll hear me say audio a few times. I think most people by default think about Spotify and they think about music. Um, when in the contrary, if we think about the Canadian landscape, in a recent study by VoxNet at the end of last year, Spotify Canada is the largest destination for podcast content and, and, and consumption and distribution, right? So just interesting ways that, as you think about the fabric of Spotify that started fundamentally as an audio platform, as a music platform, but is now really pivoted into an audio platform, right? With a combination of both, you know, music and podcasts. And to your earlier point around being part of the fabric of things that are happening, when we see things happen in the world around culture, you know, when an artist has a concert, we see a spike in consumption that happens. Uh, if you think about Coachella and the, and the artists that you know, would perform at, at Coachella, we see an increase in usage. When there's a tragedy that happens in the world, we also see users come back to the platform and consume that content. There's one, there's one song, and let me see if I can remember it here, uh, as we had the eclipse last year. Okay, if everyone remembers the eclipse and we're all out, you know, don't look at it directly. 
the song Totally Clips of the Heart. And as the eclipse went around the world, we saw users across the world, across different markets, start to gravitate and start to listen to that song. And we see these things happen almost on a daily basis, right? How culture off-platform, you know, naturally comes to the platform as we consume, you know, content. Bonnie Tyler. See, I'm not a singer, I'm a drummer, but I knew exactly where you were going with that. <laughs> so it's a pretty interesting term, audio versus music. And so I think that opens up a question, which is Spotify has a few different sides to the business. One is obviously that consumer entertainment, music, now podcasts, the streaming of service. And the other is on advertisers and marketers and brands who want to interact and reach the audiences. Are there other sides of the business that maybe I and others aren't aware of? And how, when you think about running the platform, do you spend your time? Yeah. So what I'd say is, you know, there's two fundamental sides of the business, as, as you mentioned. So the paid side of the business, subscribers who are paying a monthly fee or might have a family plan for the entire family to consume content. You know, we also have users on the free tier, users who just enjoy consuming, you know, audio content that have no problem listening to ads and, and understand that the underpinning of the free service is supported by brands. And you might think like, who likes to listen to ads? If we compare sort of Spotify to terrestrial radio that you might listen to in the car, Spotify's ad load every hour is anywhere between one to three minutes versus traditional you know, terrestrial radio, it might be seven to nine minutes. So the ad load isn't as high on Spotify as it is on you know, terrestrial radio. So from that side of, of the business, we have users that are happy to stay on the free tier and just consume content. The experience for the most part between a paid user and, and a free user on the tier, there really isn't other than having the ads that bring that user's experience. They you know, give them access to 40 million tracks around the world to listen to. And, and holistically, when we think about the business, it really is about ensuring that the both tiers are growing and allowing users around the world, regardless of what tier they select, to give them the best experiences possible. I kind of attest that as what I call the fair value exchange. And so, you know, getting access to 40 million free tracks in exchange for advertising, to your point, it's not anything different than the radio experience. And to be honest, when you look at advertising and media consumption, especially in Canada for the last number of years, even though digital consumption has grown tremendously, radio has absolutely held its held its own weight. And it is still a, a very in-demand platform for advertisers and brands. So I, I'm, you know, I'm a fan of both. I do, in full transparency, pay for the family plan. So the four people in my household each have their own Spotify account. We have our own playlists. We listen to our own thing. In fact, Quite often, I'll know I'm on the wrong playlist or the wrong account login when I'm listening to, you know, songs from 90s TV shows, which happens to be my daughter's favorite thing to do these days. Not my thing. <laughs> she, wasn't she wasn't alive, but somehow songs from TV shows of the 90s, including Grey's Anatomy, seem to be the, the top of the list. But that's not for me to say. But what, what's been interesting to me using the platform as a content a creator now and as a podcaster 
is the kind of insight and analytics that I'm able to gather on my own about the way people are consuming, to your point, audio. And one of the most amazing things to me, as we were talking about earlier, was about 4% of the listeners of my podcast are actually listening from a watch. And so obviously that says to me, well, either people are too lazy to take their phone, which we know isn't true, unless they're doing something like running or jogging or working out. And so when I think about that, and I think about the insights I can gather from a platform like Spotify, it says, well, people work out for 20, 30, 40 minutes, keep the content tight and short. They're mobile and running, so make sure that it's of a good audio level and quality that while they're jogging on the main street and having trucks and cars drive by, they can listen. There's a lot of different things I can kind of pick out from that. You're obviously seeing the analytics from millions and millions and millions and millions of different assets more than my one. Is there anything that when you think about the the business that sort of stands out to you and you say like, wow, I'm like shocked at how people consume or the types of things or the time of day. Like what are some interesting facts that people would want to know about the platform? Yeah, well, what's super interesting, you know, Spotify is available on over 300 different connected devices, right? So when you mention you know, being on your watch and someone might be out for a run listening, like that is just one of the 300 devices that we allow users to consume content wherever they are right? And not having them fixed in a specific location. And, and I'll cite a few examples, you know, most recently as we're all, you know, in, in quarantine, staying safe, you know, waiting for, you know, this pandemic to, to pass is now that we're at home and we're spending time, we've seen massive increases on users streaming on these connected devices, whether it's a smart TV, whether it's through an Xbox streaming. And what's really important as you think about the impact that that has is we generally think about from an advertising perspective is connecting with one individual as they're listening with their headphones on. As you're now listening on a connected device, your podcast, you know, your favorite song is now streaming through a connected device in your home. And now you have three, four, five, six people in the home that are listening to that same content that originally, you know, we might've listened on our own whether we were in the car driving to work or, you know, out for a walk or running. And it's, you know, I think the power of having your content across multiple devices, regardless where you want to listen to it. So when you take that example, the phone that still is your primary device that you consume content, your phone is now turning into a remote, that you're now controlling what you're listening to, where you're listening um, is happening primarily through your mobile device. So just some interesting stats to think about, you know, that number will continue to increase, right? As we allow users ubiquity of Spotify, when you're connected and logged in, you're in and allowing you to jump between different devices seamlessly. It's funny you mentioned that there's a lot of different podcasters that I've been connecting with just to share tricks and tips. And a lot of people while sitting at home and trying to figure out how to fill their spare time have also reached out to me for tips on actually how to start. Because like myself two months ago, they have no idea. I went to YouTube. I solved my own problems. They're coming to me because, you know, they've obviously liked what I've done so far. But it is interesting that I have not seen anything with regards to a reduction in consumption as people stay home more. In fact, to your point, the opposite. Even though we're not commuting, which is when I used to listen to the majority of my uh, audio content, I'm actually finding and have been hearing from people that they're consuming more while they're staying at home. And at first thought, it seems a little illogical to me, but it seems to be something that's absolutely sticking. And it's you know good to hear that you're actually seeing that as well on, on the mass level. 
Yeah, we're seeing that, you know, definitely a trend. I'll be the first to say that, you know, the drive, the commute time that we'd be listening to, to audio has now, you know, declined significantly, but is more than made up through consumption that happens throughout the entire day. And, you know, we sort of say this internally, every day looks like a Sunday. And why does every day look like a Sunday? Because your streaming habits now happen throughout the entire day versus seeing, you know, peaks and valleys throughout the day as you might be in a commute or just, you know, different things that you're doing. But definitely when you think about consumption, you know, habits and trends, I think they're here to stay. With the majority of my listeners being in the northern hemisphere of the planet, though I do have some in, in Australia now and a few in South America, as the analytics do show me, and the weather gets warmer through the summer. And well, we all know what happens in the summer is that TV goes into reruns and there's not a lot of new production happening. I actually think we're going to see more and more audio consumption sitting in the backyard, sitting out by the pool, going for longer bike rides, going for longer jogs, sitting in the park, having a picnic. And so I can only see, you know, really amazing Sunday growth for the Spotify platform, particularly in Canada and the U.S. Yeah, it's definitely exciting. I think, you know, to your point, Corby, is we're also seeing a lot of like catalogs. So people are going back, you know, two parts. One is nostalgic playlists as a huge fan of like one hit wonder bands from the 90s. A little bit of Monica in my life. A little bit of Erica by my side. A little bit of... You know, I'm listening to a lot of that. We see that sort of cut across, you know, all generations, whether it's 70s, 80s, 90s, even 2000s. Right. These nostalgic playlists that the users are listening to. Interesting. Trying to uh, feel comfortable while stuck at home with things that bring back good memories. But also, Corby, like, sorry to cut you off there, but, you know, even podcasts, right? Users going back and discovering a new podcast and someone might be listening to your podcast for the first time and will go back and actually listen to the catalog and go back and listen to your first podcast. Right. They have more time. You've engaged them clearly with content. And, and users will go back and start to consume content and catch up to, you know, the most recent, you know, podcast. But really, it's on-demand listening, right? When they want to listen to it, we give them the opportunity on just about any device. So I think I just had the head of Spotify Canada tell everyone to go listen to my first 10 episodes. Is that right? <laughs> That's a command, not an ask. <laughs> Excellent. I appreciate that. Thanks for the plug. So let's get into a little bit of the how you can help people, because I think, you know, one of the things that I, I promise my listeners are some tips, some tactics, things that they can take away to apply to their own business, whether they're an independent, an entrepreneur, or whether they work for a large organization or an SME. There's always things that I can get from other people and, and their experiences. You know, I think people still see Spotify, as we've talked about, as a source of entertainment, of audio, of content. But... You're a platform that's now enabling people to actually build businesses, uh, build brands, extend their businesses into different territories. We only have to look to the news of this week with a very particular individual who signed a very particular deal to become uh, exclusive on your platform. Beyond that, at that scale, how do you think about advising people and businesses to think about the Spotify platform and how it can help them? Yeah, so I'll answer that a few ways. So. We just recently launched and are in the process of, of adding an enhancement to a self-serve tool that'll allow you know, businesses of any you know, size and scale to access um, and get in front of the Spotify audience through a self-serve platform. We call that Ad Studio. 
um, that you know caters to all levels of business, regardless of how much you're looking to spend, really making it easy to create audio assets um, and soon video on the platform, allow you know brands to get in front of users as they're engaged listening to, to audio. On the flip side of that, as we think about individuals creating content, you know, we recently, just over a year ago now, bought a company called Anchor that empowers creators just like you, the opportunity to create content, to build content, really give users a one-stop shop where they can come. Um, I give a little plug here for podcasters.spotify.com, which I think should be the first stop for anyone thinking about creating content. Has a ton of resources and tools there for support to really allow individuals, you know, to start to create their own content. You know, I think I mentioned earlier, there's over a million, you know, podcasts on the platform. There's, there's a ton of content there. So really allowing individuals to hone in on something they're extremely passionate about. You know, Corby, I give you a, a thumbs up for the, the content that you put out. You know, you identified your, your tone, your voice, what it is you're going to talk about, and you ultimately give value back to your listeners. And I think that's fundamentally at the core, right? If you have a POV on something, share it, right? There's others that are more than interested in that type of content. That's, it's really good advice. I think from my perspective, even in my day jobs over the last year, I've been thinking about what does content allow us to do to engage with our customers, whether you're a bank, whether you're a telecommunications provider, whether you're someone who goes around and offers home cleaning services. There are tips, tricks, and tactics that content content marketing, irrespective of whether it's audio, video, written word, can actually help to create relationships with your customers, grow your business, and create loyalty so that people keep coming back on their own accord. And that's really where I see a, a huge opportunity with regards to the, the, the concept of a podcast becoming actually something that creates business leads and opportunities, much in the way the typical commercial would have done for the last hundred years, just done in a different way in a different format. And Spotify being a platform that can actually now help connect these businesses, irrespective of size, with massive uh, amounts of audience who become potential customers downstream as well. Yeah, we've all heard, you know, we've all seen that slide, the goldfish slide. We have, you know, as humans, we have the attention of a goldfish, right? Seven or eight seconds. When you think about your podcast, you know, Corby, you have people who leaned in and engaged for, you know, over 20 minutes, right? And you think about that experience of a user, a potential customer, someone who's consuming your content for the pure enjoyment and entertainment, and they're leaned in and listening, right? For over 20 minutes to your content. That builds a connection that is so powerful versus other formats that, you know, brands might be running. Okay. You ready for the uh, end of my podcast? Quick questions, because I do this all the time. All right, let's do it. All right. What's the favorite song of the day right now? Favorite song of the day right now? Um, oh, God, it was like Third Eye Blind. Um, oh. What was it? Like 90s playlist. I was, I've literally been listening to like 90s playlists. So that would be on my daughter's playlist right now. So there was that. Uh, Mr. Jones, Counting Crows. Good song. That was on earlier this morning when I took the dog out for a walk. Um, as well as like my favorite podcast that I was listening to. A uh, little plug for the Anfield Rap. Uh, Liverpool, Liverpool Football Club. Sports fan here, I see it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what's the most surprising thing that you've learned in, in your job so far about people's consumption of music and audio content through the platform? 
I think that, you know, we all have different tastes in music and audio. I think, you know, just how broad reaching audio and music is. There's playlists for almost anything. There was a playlist I've seen for baking banana bread, almost like 2000 playlists for banana bread. And, you know, when you just do a quick search on the platform, you see just different things that people are creating and sharing. Their passion for a specific song or artist really comes to life. Okay. And, and the last question, other than bringing on the person that runs your own distribution platform, how do I get more listeners from my podcast? Oh, we got to have a separate podcast. For that. <laughs> That's a whole other session. That's a whole other session. It's the first time I've asked the selfish question on, on my own <laughs> podcast. But you know I, what? If there's anybody to do it with, it's you. So uh, thanks for listening to it. <laughs> hey, Corby, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. So again, Ivan Pahar runs Spotify Canada. Not just a great platform for listening to music, but a great platform to listen to podcasts, including mine, and a great platform for brands and advertisers trying to reach large-scale audiences. So again, thanks so much for taking the time and enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, Corby. You've been listening to Fine Tune. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. You can connect with me on Twitter at CFine, through LinkedIn at CorbyFine, or visit my website, CorbyFine.com. Fine Tune is produced by me, Corby Fine. Thanks for listening. <laughs>